0: They keep rising. There's something we can do to stop them. These readings are unprecedented. Shut it down. Shut it all down. What do you mean, the whole thing? What do you mean if we don't find a cure?
1: Shut the whole economy down. There's going to be riots in the street. Everybody's going to die. Everybody.
0: Commence the political dampeners. Initiate warp speed. It requires sacrificing the economy,
1: but just do it. Damn it, Jim. I'm a comedian, not a political science major. The
0: president has been compromised.
2: I repeat, the president has been compromised.
1: Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live.
0: All right. Hey guys, here we are in chaos. We trust Tanner and Ian here before we get into uh, talking about all the fun stuff. Get on down there to Riverside Wine and Spirits. They sponsor the Brew Chat podcast. And if you didn't notice, uh, we've got a fancy new website redesign. So all that's looking good there. Go check that out. Go check Riverside Wine and Spirits out right there
1: on Manufacturers Road under Old. So how do you actually pronounce that? Um, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I never even saw a sign. I just always heard it called Old Jotty. Yeah. So I thought it was Old Jotty and yeah. not like Old Giotti, which is all one word. I guess it was someone's name. Yeah, I've always heard it as Old Jotty, like O-L-E-J-O-D-D-Y.
0: Yeah, going over old, that Old Jotty Bridge. Yeah, Old Jotty. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's right under Old Jotty. You can pull off right there, uh, you know, as you're leaving work from downtown, pull in there, whatever, or as you're heading to the interstate, whatever you want to do. And then get on down to Barley on November 14th. I'm going to be doing a photo show along with another photographer down there. So get on down there and check that out. Maybe buy some prints. Holiday season's coming up. And, uh, you know, you can buy some of my prints there. Or you can go on down to Merchants on Main. And they've got a ton of other great gift ideas and options and records and furniture and shirts and hangover patches and what have you. And then next week on October 22nd. We're going to be doing a virtual Oktoberfest with the Houston Museum and going through some history of Oktoberfest, Steins, a bunch of fun stuff like that. It's going down at 7 p.m. You can get tickets at brewchat.com. And, uh, yeah, I hope to see you there. But, yeah, let's get into it here. So, let's see. uh, Yeah, let's get into it.
1: Well, for one thing, shit is still kind of fucked. But I think it might be... Slowly unfucking. I mean, I think ultimately we're gonna see a a lot of bad shit happen, no matter what. But I don't know. This was kind of a promising week as far as a lot of a lot of uh, you know the our the concerns we've been expressing in Pat through the past weeks. I think a lot of those are starting to kind of settle. This was a calm week. Yeah,
0: you know, compared comparatively to the past few weeks.
1: Yeah, like there wasn't any big, big, big stories other than just the ridiculous competing you know yeah. town halls and then the um just people being dicks about stimulus And yeah. that's, that's really what, what what i think i think that's the most ridiculous thing because it's like a 90 10 split issue right now if you like ask people it's like most people are in favor of stimulus and for anyone to be holding that up for any reason whatsoever mm. it's just so <coughs> it's just so unfortunate that uh this time of need is happening right before an election because everyone wants to use that mm-hmm. as like leverage. And that shouldn't be the case. This should be a non-partisan political issue. We should help people. And everyone's like, no, but I want my name to be on the check, you know, or I don't want his name mm-hmm. to be on the check. You know, Just like- do you think people are catching on to that? Cause I know me and you have been pretty on the up
0: and up on that for a while now that they're using that as political leverage. But do you think Other Like just regular mainstream folk are starting to pick up, like whether you're Democrat or Republican, that their own party is playing that chess game. I'm hoping people are figuring that out, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, my main news source is The Hill. I watch Rising Mm -hmm. pretty much every day. And I think that uh, and then, you know, i watch a few other like independent people who are like kind of just YouTube talking head types who, who aren't really like, you know, professionals, but they're trying to like, I guess, be upstarts in a way. Uh, both on the left and the right, I watch both of them. I, I tend to have, am get more fed up with the ones on the right because it's so obvious that they are playing a game there. But like, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that's everyone seems to be pretty aware of it. it it's, it, I mean, you know, Donald Trump struck a nerve with people when he said he was going to drain the swamp a lot. That was a popular yeah. message. I, I would have liked to see that happen. I mean, it's it's a shame that 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 was one of the promises he didn't keep. But uh, you know, I, I think that the fact that Donald Trump is bad does not mean that the swamp isn't there and isn't also Mm -hmm. bad. Like the swamp still the problem with Trump is that he got in and then just didn't do shit for, for anybody but himself. And, uh, you know, it, but there's, that doesn't mean that there isn't still a swamp needing to be drained. And Mm -hmm. I think we're seeing that on full display right now. Mm -hmm.
0: Cause I don't know. You just hear a lot of people that lean a little more left. They, they will come. They're almost as blind as, like, these Trumpers that treat Trump like a cult leader, they're almost just as blind to the left's antics. When it's like, it's yeah. it's not even two sides. It's one major side that's just fucking people over and bickering back and forth to win a popularity contest, essentially. And uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this specifically is Nancy Pelosi had an interview with Wolf Blitzer this past week. Where she got super defensive and kind of off the rails. Oh yeah, just because she was getting asked some "quote unquote" difficult questions, and it's like, nah, bitch, you're
1: playing the same game Trump's playing. No, a hundred percent. So, like, the the part of what that was about is that um, earlier in the week. So the, the the latest deal that's come up is this one point eight trillion dollar uh, relief bill, bill bill This relief bill, no, this relief bill that was put up by the Republicans. It was the Trump team that put it out. Um, Nancy Pelosi is refusing to sign it because she wanted a two point eight trillion dollar one, and she uh, thinks that this isn't enough, right? But there is a saying, um, I, I looked up who was the original, uh, person who said this and I can't remember now, but it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, perfect is the enemy of good where it basically you're saying like, don't pass up on a good thing because you're Mm -hmm. holding out for a perfect thing. Go ahead and take the good thing now. And from that vantage point, that'll put you in a better position to fight Mm -hmm. for the next step. And it's just this attitude of, no, we want all of what we want, um, Because the thing is, is the Republicans didn't want to do a relief bill. They didn't. They initially want they they wanted to do very minor relief that mostly went to the top one percent. They you know, they didn't want to do any kind of real uh, help to the people. And now we've got them up to one point eight trillion dollars. That's a win. That is a win. That is a hey. That's you know, when you're bargaining and you're haggling and you go back and forth, you settle on a price in the middle. And when they're offering almost $2 trillion, that does include, uh, you know, <coughs> stimulus checks. It does include um, unemployment benefits. It's not perfect, but it's it's something. Um, the fact that she's just being so stalwart and not wanting to just even, like, consider it. Because she's like, no, I've looked at it. It's bad. I'm like, it's something. Like, See, what gets me is I wonder, I
0: don't know, to me it's like, okay, at worst she's stalling for political antics. Because it would be a win for Trump if he got a stimulus check passed. It, Before the election, which is not going to happen at this
1: point it would, but I don't think it would turn anything because like, I mean, like, honestly, people know who Donald Trump is at this point, a last minute stimulus plan. I think everyone's going to appreciate that, but I don't think that's going to be like, well, I was so against him yeah and then he gave me money and so i he bought my that's not that's not how people work so i don't think that this close to the election something like that would just completely because i mean i've been following the polls I've, I've got uh 538 pulled up on my phone um there aren't really any battle states in, or battleground states right now like right now it's pretty much ohio uh mm-hmm. everywhere else where that were like you know if you look at like Arizona was a toss-up with Trump kind of in the lead. Now Biden's up, you know, three point nine, mm-hmm. which is almost four points percentage points ahead. The margin of error is two to three. So if they both go in the opposite direction, that does still mean a Trump win in Arizona. But that's still like Arizona's been a pretty red state. But mm-hmm. also uh, that's where the McCains are from, and that's where uh, you know Trump has not been kind to them in a lot of things he yeah. said. So that's probably has something to do with it. Um, but you go to other states uh, like in Georgia, it's got uh, Biden ahead. I'll pull that up specifically right now. Um, yeah, Biden's up uh, 1.3. It's Georgia. You know, that's crazy yeah. to have Biden with any kind of. League. I mean, I
0: assume Tennessee's red because we're always. Yeah, red. But yeah. How are we doing?
1: I'll pull up Tennessee that now. I'm just curious how close it is. Oh, no. It's bad in Tennessee. It's, yeah. uh, Trump's up 13.7. So. Okay, yeah. But then, like, in other places, uh, you see that kind of dramatic shift. Like, if you go to um, – where was I going to go next? Uh, I was at, Oh, Florida. So Florida has been considered, like, the linchpin state for Trump. It's the one that he has to win or he doesn't have a path. Mm. And right now, Florida is sitting uh, 3.9 Biden. And it was looking the other way, like uh, just, just about a week ago, it was like pretty neck and neck. And now it's starting to, starting to spread out. Um, I think, I think, you know, especially as a lot of these, you know, a lot of States let people start counting, you know, absentee votes early. So Mm -hmm. we're going to have a lot of that come in. Um, I'm trying to think of some more battleground States here. Uh, We've got uh, North Carolina is uh, Biden by 3.2 North Carolina, South Carolina is real bad Trump, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, I mean, the main one I've heard, that, the, the one that the all the pundits keep saying is the real important one is Pennsylvania, and that's got Biden up 6.8. Yeah. So, you know, and, and everyone can say, well, okay, but like, you know, if you look at like the middle of October in 2016, Hillary was up overall by about 10 points, which is Biden's riding it at about 11. Um,
0: when I feel if the polls get it wrong again, the way they got it wrong with Hillary, like you... You pollsters can fuck right off. Yeah.
1: Well, they they factor in. And a lot they of know stuff. it.
0: They know they can't fuck it up again. I feel.
1: I mean, it, it it there there is a margin of error, and a lot of it does depend on like you know if people change their vote last mm-hmm. minute. But that, I mean, a lot of people have already voted, so that's that's not a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they voted at a time when the president was really in a critical mass kind of state. So that's you know you got you got to consider that. Um, but like you you have like the fact that Hillary was also like really, really poorly liked. Like her favorability Mm was like negative 10 points. Biden's right now is plus one. So it's not great, but it's 11 points higher than what Hillary was at this time. Um, So, and then also like, again, the margin of errors are way like the mark. He's winning by a lot bigger margins in a lot of states that he, that he didn't Mm -hmm. win last time. And that was because a lot of people felt abandoned by the Obama administration. A lot of people who voted for Obama back in 2012 and didn't vote for him again, you know, didn't mm-hmm. vote de- Democrat in 2016, are now probably going back to Democrat because they've realized that okay, this was a this was a weird experiment and it didn't work. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the general vibe between like what I consider like the rational Trump voter that was out there, like yeah. the pe- person who like isn't a complete like fanatic doesn't have the t-shirts and the, the MAGA mask that they wear ironically, which that's the, that to me is hilarious. Looking at some of this like rally footage and seeing MAGA masks. I'm like, weren't you guys really against that? Like just a couple weeks ago and now it's branded like that, <laughs> man. If If like, Coming from heavy metal and like the kind of the punk rock community, I, I, I'm i not going to claim any kind of punk credibility because that that I'm a, I'd am be a poser for that. But I am more of a metal head, but I've been around a lot of punks and punk, punk, you know, shows and stuff like that. And just that to me, that concept of like this thing that we were like fundamentally against is now like you can buy it on our website <laughs> with our branding on it. Yeah. Is the most sellout corporate shill shit I've ever seen in my life. But, and probably made in China. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no undoubtedly doubt well now maybe not china but definitely some country yeah. that's that's uh i don't know i mean but who knows it probably was china do you think
0: uh biden i was thinking about this earlier today do you think we would be in the position we're at with biden leading in the polls and it looking real solid for biden where we're where we're at right now do you think we would be in that position or biden would be in that position if covid were not a thing
1: it's hard to say. I mean, I, I, mean, part of me thinks so, but I think COVID was just such an opportunity for Trump to really step up. It was his 9-11. You know, like Bush was ridiculed and then 9-11 happened and overnight he was revered. Dude, Bush nailed it on 9-11. Yeah. Like going down to ground zero and like speaking with firefighters yeah, and doing he, all that shit. Yeah. I never liked him and I still don't like him, but I, I you know, I think that like, he did something to win the people over yeah. from 9-11. Um, Trump t- took this opportunity of this big national tragedy, this big, huge emergency. emergency. He minimized it. He uh, lied about it. He's been caught lying about it. He has uh, ridiculed people for taking it seriously. He still is real dodgy on it. Now he's like claiming that he takes it worse. Oh, he always took it seriously. No, shut up, dude. And he's just... It's just so like, and, I, and people see through it. And especially mm-hmm. like, you know, last time in 2016, he had a large elderly vote. This time, he's lost them because the elderly are the most at risk from yeah. this, and so they don't want to see their leader not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. They're scared, you know. So yeah. uh, it's it's you know, you're always gonna have like I said, your diehard like fan fans, which is weird to ha- that, that, you know. Uh, politicians have fans like like merch and t-shirts and stuff. That, that, that kind of bugs me. Uh, but you know, I I say this as a person who owns a math hat. So, you know, I am a bit of a hypocrite there, but you know, I bought one hat to help out the campaign. That's, Mm -hmm. that's my attitude. But, um, you know, when you see like the Trump people, they've got their, if they've got one item of paraphernalia, they've got several. Yeah. And it's like, why? like, I mean, it's okay. I mean, if you like him, vote for him and like, you know, spread the message and whatnot, donate to the campaign. But to just be tacky about it like that, I don't
0: know. One it we've talked about this a lot, but it's very creepy to me because it reflects on Trump and it would any sort of personality like Trump, where he said it in the from the town hall debate of he's like, you know, I can't be cooped up healing from this virus. There are people that want to see me and touch me and talk to me and I have to be there. And it's like, well, you first of all, shouldn't be doing any of those things with any of those people, especially after just getting over coronavirus. Like
1: He's right that he can't just be cooped up in a room, but also he can't, he doesn't have to do all these rallies. Like that's, Mm. you know, that's the thing he has been doing rallies the whole time because he's not, he doesn't, he's more interested in being a rock star than a president. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's like he likes, you know, that's his concert. That's his, his event. That's, Hey, I'm the star of the show tonight and mm-hmm. it's his excuse, it, you know and I and I'll be the first to admit it as a performer uh, applause is is the best drug out there on the like mm-hmm. on the market. I mean, you got, I if I had like a guaranteed source of applause every night, I wouldn't drink or smoke weed or anything. I um you know, I I will say that like drinking loosens me up, makes it better easier to get applause. So that that there's kind of a a weird situation there but it's it's actually like i mean I, I'm, I'm telling you like if you've ever been on a stage and landed a joke or played a song and then seen the crowd just pop off because of it there's nothing like that in the world and so i can imagine trump's tiny little dick gets fucking hard as a little peanut every time like because that's why he keeps doing it. He's like this is great i love it they love me you know these people are we love the poorly educated. i still can't get over that i know that's yeah. like four years old but that still to me is like
0: to me like shit bounces off of him, man like nobody's talking about grabbing by the pussy anymore
1: oh yeah like well i mean what if, what if someone's like i love like i mean like say i love we love the poorly educated and then like build a coalition of that like yeah it's it'd be like saying like i fucking love fat disgusting people and then like overweight people were like so I'm like yeah we're, he said he loves yeah. us i was like but he called you disgusting it's like yeah you know, it's this weird disconnect i don't get but uh i don't know it's going to turn into me just going, <laughs> sighing a bunch, but yeah, I, I think, uh, well, that's one of those things that slip through the
0: cracks. Cause if you are talking with somebody that is one of these diehard Trump people, they're not informed, they're incredibly misinformed. And if you tell them, you're like, well, what, what do you think about him saying he loves the poorly educated? Oh, he didn't say that. Yeah. It's It's like, no, he did. I can pull it. No, that's the liberal news media. You can fake any sort of video these days. Yeah, that's. uh, You know, which isn't wrong to think that because it's like as technology progresses. Sure. That's a whole other podcast. But. Like with deep fake videos. Yeah. 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 And. I don't know. It's just completely misguided. It's like, well, he's going to drain the swamp or fake news, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, there is fake news. You're just pointing in the wrong direction. Like what you're pointing at is not fake news. Like the president getting called on something and him, him just not liking the question or whatever, instead of answering it, just calling it fake news. Yeah. And then it get deflected. It's like, that's not fake news. And there's a whole subsect of people, these quote unquote, poorly educated and they don't even see it. They just take anything that he says and he's like, no, nah, it's fake news. Or that's, that's the liberal media. And those
1: are the QAnon people. Like that's the, uh, yeah, that's like the, uh, um, you know, it's, it's weird that it's like I'm poorly educated, but I've done my research. AKA I clicked one link that told me a thing. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like to me, it's weird that we have like such this, it's hard to describe. Like, it's almost this like proud ignorance. Like, it's like almost like. Well, I, I know what it is. I like, I, you know, I, I'm not like, I don't claim to be like, uh, you know, a scholar or anything. But I've read a, a you know, I've read a psychology book, <laughs> and it was, and it, uh, it it taught me a lot about a lot about like, you know, internal biases and things like confirmation bias and the backfire effect. Those are two things I love to go back to because they they. Or they you see them happening all the time, and it's uh the confirmation bias is the your brain, it's 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 apparently inherited, it's an old, um, it's an evolutionary trait that we've taken, it's an old survival mechanism because you know, when things were more tense and we did live out in the wilderness, we had to go with our gut instinct or we were going to die. But um, it's this idea that like when you're presented with information that you already think is probably true. You you soak it in like a sponge, and you go you immediately accept it as validation, and you don't need to fact check it because you've already thought of that yourself, and you're like, you know what? Someone else thinks that there's probably something to it, and then when and then the backfire effect is when that um, when information is presented to you, the oh, oh part of confirmation bias also is that when contradictory information is presented, I've caught myself doing this a bunch. When like I would read an uh, an article that I didn't agree with, I would find myself actually skimming through it and not actually reading it. And I would just be like reading, like, okay, get the idea of that one, get the idea of that, and not soaking any of it in. And that's literally it's a mechanism your brain has where it shuts down uh, the uh, it shuts down your your ability to process that information because it's you, you immediately recognize it as that's bad information. It'll get you killed. Don't you know. But uh, the backfire effect is even worse because when you're presented with that counter information, it it reinstills your original bad info mm. because it t- it says like no, this is actually part of the conspiracy that's against me, and that even further proves my original suspicions that they're all out to get me. You know, and it's weird to see that in play. And like, it, it's easy for me to say like, oh, people should be smarter than that. But I like again until I like read that book and started looking, uh. Looking at it myself, and the book, by the way, it's called "You're Not So Smart." It's one of the best books I've ever read. If you can find it, pick it up and read it. Um, I can't remember the name of the author because I'm not. I'm a. I'm a Cretan. But um, let's see. What's it called? You are not so smart. And, uh, it's, it breaks down all these different, uh, things. But after reading that, I, I started noticing myself doing it. And that's part of like, I consider my, my sort of awakening in a sense, because I was, I was pretty religious, you know, at one time and I was pretty, you know, pro-life. This and, here? Um, yes, that book. Yeah. I used to own a copy and I loaned it out. It's, that's the story of many books. And, uh, I also own several books that were loaned to me. So I feel like that's karma. I can't bitch too much. <laughs> But it is a fantastic book. A two time winner of the William Randolph Hearst
0: Award, journalist David McRaney writes the blog, you're not
1: so smart.com.
0: You yeah, know, you can I'm actually I, order this, actually.
1: So, on the, yeah, there's a sequel too, I haven't I haven't read that has yeah. more stuff in it. But, and the website has the blog on it. And the blog has like chapters from the book, but they're a little more condensed. They don't have all the information, but. No, it was a really interesting read that really kind of like, I mean, opened my mind about a lot of stuff that I yeah. that I'm I was guilty of. It's not like, I mean, I'm not saying like, it's easy. The, the problem that people have with these uh, sort of like, uh, what's the term? Logical biases or, uh, you know, those type of things. Look uh, you know at how smart I am. You know them type of things. Uh, the thing that like people will use those as ammo. Mm-hmm. And be like, you're doing this, this fallacy, a logical fallacy. That's the word mm-hmm. I'm saying. Be like, you, this is this fallacy, and they'll name it. That's confirmation bias. That's backfire effect. That's, you know, this fallacy. Um, and they don't realize that they're also just falling into one themselves where they just are relying on this other bit of, of ca- contradictory info without like mm-hmm. even looking into it or questioning it. They're just like, nope, I caught you on a thing. I'm going to push the button and announce that I caught you on it. Look at how smart I am. And it's yeah. like, no, 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 no. The point is that everyone needs to do due diligence and have an open mind. Yeah. Now, and something that opened
0: in a similar way that you were talking, but not psychology, is uh, I've got a degree in communications, and part of the shit we had to do was communication theory. It wasn't just like making fun videos and shit. And I didn't really enjoy the class at the time. I was like too young to appreciate it. But the knowledge still stuck. So like years on, it started clicking in. Like once I started paying attention to news more and stuff after college and just, it wasn't so much about the way people communicate with each other, but how an individual perceives communication. And so talking about cognitive biases, uh, I don't know, just whatever else, but I don't know, that really opened my eyes to, Really see, like, oh, okay. I get grouchy at these uh, political ads or whatever for this reason, or right, and teaching you how advertising and video communicates with your brain and whatnot, and so that opened my mind. Oh yeah, about a bunch of
1: shit. Well, one of the best examples I can give of that is my mother hates the Sonic ads, the uh, uh, you know the, the fast food chain, the Sonic ads of the two guys that yeah, sit fuck in the car those commercials, and she hates them, but she talks about how much she hates them often which means that she's thinking about sonic often which is probably part of their strategy it's probably yeah. like, these guys are a little grading that's let's use them because yeah it's gonna it's gonna set people off but it's gonna make people go yeah i fucking hate those guys but it is like eight o'clock and i want a milkshake I want some time, you know <laughs> yeah well back to what you said about these QAnon
0: guys uh And it's like, so there are a bunch of guys that have basically gotten online and had their conspiracy theories confirmed, like, every bit of wrong information, and it's just gone down a rabbit hole of poor information that happens to link together in coincidental ways. They're not wrong to think that there's, you know, some inner conspiracy or whatever going on in Washington, Right. Are, I doubt it's some devil-worshipping pedophile cult. Yeah,
1: I think I talked about this last week, right? It's more what you talked yeah.
0: about, uh, like the Illuminati. It and yeah, it's just like business guys making
1: backroom deals. Yeah, They're like,
0: ah, scratch your back, you scratch dudes, mine.
1: Dudes who are in frats together in college now, yeah. now help each other out. That's not a new thing. And that's, yeah. not, an, that's not exclusive to the very rich. But it, it's, it, it happens there, yeah. too. That's what the Illuminati is. Like, so
0: it's like these QAnon guys, they aren't wrong to think about like that there is collusion and things like that in Washington. They're also not not wrong to think that there's pedophile networks. That has been proven with Epstein. But where they are wrong is they just combine all of this information, this separate information in varying ways that link up via conspiracy theories or like weird conjecture and things like that And so, I don't know, I guess what I'm wondering is, like, at the end of the day, like, sure, you can do research and stuff. And that's no different than what we do to talk about shit on here. But what really is the difference between, like, me and you and a couple of those guys? Because, like, we both try to get facts. Yeah. You know, but it's like, I'm sure they have the intention of doing that, too. But something has clicked in their brain where they're like, no, the system would put this bullshit out here.
1: You know, I think I I have a lot of room to speak on this because I was a former Alex Jones guy. (laughs) I used to buy into a lot of that stuff. And I do think there's that probably some of the stuff he talks about is, is legitimate. Um, I also think that a broken clock is still right twice a day. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like, uh, lean on that too much, but, um, as a person who like at one time was like watching a lot of his, his content, um, is you know, pre kind of like YouTube was around, but it wasn't reliable, like in that sort of sense. So I actually had a friend who bought a tape of his nine 11 road to tyranny movie. And that's kind of what, cause, and again, to talk about confirmation bias, I, this friend, I like, he was in the military. I was like, Hey man, cause he was in during nine 11 and then had some back issues and didn't get to serve after, but came, you know, came back. And so after he came back, I was like, hey, I haven't talked to you since before, you know, this crazy huge event happened. You know, at this time, I was a young guy. I was fresh out of high school and I was uh, it was uh, I noticed the shift. Uh, Man, remember how like Bush was a fucking moron like two weeks ago and now he's like our great hero.
2: Mm
1: Kind of seems like he benefited a lot from this situation. Oh, what if he was behind it? And then I said I mentioned this to my buddy who was in, in the Marines and he goes, well, let me show you this video. And immediately it confirmed these ideas that I held yeah. that weren't based on anything, just a hunch. <laughs> and this guy's like, listen, here's the, the, the truth behind it. <laughs> you know? And, uh, it, it made me go, Oh shit. So I started watching a bunch of his stuff. I think his, his coverage of, and he, he does cover it in that same video that the road to tyranny don't give him money. If you can find a way to watch it for free, do that. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not saying don't, don't give Alex Jones your money. Uh, <laughs> but, um, he, uh, his coverage of Oklahoma City, I think, is is pretty. He has he brings up some pretty interesting stuff. Um, the nine eleven stuff. I mean, I do stu- I do think there's probably more to that than what we the public were led to believe. But they melted down all the steel. They got away with it. We couldn't. One
0: that's a the nine is another example of what I'm talking about of where these right wing guys, well, will aim their arrow at a target and shoot it with hundred percent pure confidence. But it's like, they're just slightly off. It's like, and it's consistent. Like every single like issue or conspiracy that they have, it's like, you're, you're nearly there. Well, but but it's like, do some proper reason. And like 9-11, they think it's, you know, Cheney or Bush, like doing some backroom deal and all this. And it's like, I'm with you. Is there something shady that probably went on that we'll
1: never know? Right. And, uh, Bush probably didn't even know about it to be honest well and, and the funny thing is is if you go back to that time period you know bush was in office it was a republican you know or mm-hmm. re- you know the republican led country at that time and uh if you go look at guys like alex jones they were shitting on bush was the de- antichrist you know mm-hmm. so it was the idea that the conspiracy theorists and right-wingers are now like married is weird to me because when i when well, it I, used to be hippies
0: that was in that that was married like that.
1: Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it was like, it was basically people who were like fringe counterculture yeah. people. Like, cause it was, it was, it was like an idea of like, this is what the mainstream doesn't want you to know. And then it what's basically my theory is once Obama came in and then that, then immediately because Alex Jones is a fear monger and he has to always fight whatever power structure is in place, except now, I guess. But at the time, you know, he had been used to okay, we're up against the president, we're up against the president, and then Obama came in, who, to be fair, was an establishment, uh, you know, type of uh, politician. Mm-hmm. He was very much in, you know, Wall Street circles and things like that. So he, uh, so he gets in, and Alex Jones is meeting like this is bad this is bad this is a nut. even though it's a different party it's just a different uh different puppet on a different hand of the same monster you know and i I was like that makes sense to me so i never fully trusted obama and i'll say now in retrospect he wasn't as bad as i thought he was going to be going into it because i was listening to people like alex jones Mm -hmm. at the time but uh you know that's where that sort of connection to conspiracy theory in the right wing kind of started at least from what i noticed because now suddenly the bad guy is on the left Mm and so and he happened to be a black man so when you start throwing out these conspiracy theories at this point you're wrangling in a whole different demographic now who has a reason to think that something's fishy Mm -hmm. with this new president and i think that's sort of when the, the the takeover kind of happened where, and then Alex Jones was just like, I go where the money's at. Cause that's, that's how I pay my bills. You yeah. Know? And so now he pedals to those people. And um, I mean, that, that's really the, the only, the only sense I can make of it because it's weird because, like, those are the same people who are, like, now, like, back the blue and blue lives matter. Mm. But, you know, back then it was – they were – they would have marched lockstep and key with Antifa and talking about how, like, yeah. demilitarize the police, defund the police. This is – the, the police state is part of the problem. It's it's a method of control. Now they're pushing masks are a method of control. No, no sir. I, you know, honestly, I feel more safe with a mask because I grew up on the Alex Jones that told us there were satellites in the sky. That yeah. were looking at our faces with facial recognition technology technology tracking our every move a mask protects me from the fucking satellites so if we're going to talk about crazy conspiracy shit and who's really (laughs) into control i'm sticking with the satellites because i can't see them you know what i can see well and there's more proof that those fucking satellites exist than any of this other bullshit i mean i'm not gonna lie i get a little bit of a power trip when i go into a store with a mask on because i'm like Mm -hmm. man if i'd done this last year they'd think i was robbing the place but Mm -hmm. now it's like I'm the good guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm
0: with you on that. Is I, I don't mind the mask. But yeah, what you're talking about with this and like, you know, Blue Lives Matter and all that is you still see that today is you see these guys that sort of, they may not even be, and I know somebody like this, like they're not hard into conspiracies, but they tread that super Trumper line so delicately that s- any little thing could push them to the other side at any moment. If they happen to know where to get information and they just happen to not. So they just kind of get secondhand information, but they ride that line and they've got their don't tread on me. Don't step on a snake bumper or a uh, license plate, which you pay extra for. my oh, yeah. You, it- and got it on the truck. They cruise around. Think uh, like, no, the establishments, blah, blah, blah you know, States' rights, that's what everything's about, and uh, you can't have the federal feds coming in on you, and, you know, there's a free country, blah, blah, blah. But then you'll hear them talk about these protests and sending the National Guard and whoever in. That's a federal agency. Right. They can't fucking do that, so... What are you talking about,
1: you fucking hypocrite? Yeah, don't tread on me, but definitely tread on them. It's yeah, it's like fuck you. That's yeah. not what that flag's supposed to mean. Like, yeah, that's like they ruined that because I, you know, as a as a I guess a former libertarian at this point is what I guess I, I should call myself. Uh, but you know that flag used to mean something to me. I know it has like a racist history, but I wasn't aware of that. It wasn't like I was like. That's why I would. I, I mean, I, I wanted one of them. I was like, I want that flag hanging in my house. And now I don't. <laughs> what? And now it, that's a big long conversation. It is. I don't a, it have is a cool people. looking
0: flag, and I did a little intro on it. It's called the Gatsby flag. Yes. and And uh, as far
1: as I know, it doesn't have a terribly racist history outside of just like I may I may have. I, I remember seeing something on Facebook, but it may have been some like, you know, super activist lefty person. Yeah. I
0: think, I think it's, it's mainly only racist as of recently, but yeah, it comes from, uh, I can't remember all the details, but Benjamin Franklin had a hand in designing it. Yeah. And it was for the colonial Navy.
1: Right. Yeah. It was, it was basically to fight tyranny. Right. Yeah. And, and, but the message of it, I, I think is, is one that I, you know, as, as someone who, with libertarian sensibilities, I, I, I agree with, I was like, don't, you know, like I agree. You know, and, and I'm, I'm I'm growing more left by the day to where I I do see like the bigger picture, and I think that like we do kind of all need to chip in in a degree, um, you know, to to because you know, and and kind of last last time I know I I don't know if you cut it out or not that big rant I went on about fascism, but uh. I mean No, I think I left most of it. Yeah, I mean well, I mean it's and I'm not I'm not I'm not advocating for fascism, but I think that like that's part of one of the appealing aspects of that message. And that kind of ties in with the socialist uh, sensibilities too, because you're saying the state, the state, we need to build up the state because you as an individual are not strong, but the state is strong. And like I, I interpreted that a little differently than how fascists do, because the fascists also say, also, fuck everyone who's not part of our group. <laughs> We need to actually crush them. That's part of the, the part I don't really like. And to make sure that we're strong enough to crush them, we're going to actually put sh- very strict limits on how you're allowed to live your life as a member of the state. That's also where I differ from fascists. Um, but I, I, I do think that there's something to be said about a sense of community. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to give the fascists one thing, they understand community. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, but I, I think that. Uh, <coughs> That you know, so it, it, as I, m- the way I, I think of it, and I I've probably said this before. Is I you know, I am selfish. I do want to make sure that I'm I'm taken care of before I take care of everyone else. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure my cabinets are full before I donate mm. to charity. That's just that's just smart survival. That's not, that's not selfish, you know, in any way. Uh, But then once my cabinets are full and I am fed, I don't want to be the only person who's fed in my neighborhood. I don't want to be living on a Hill surrounded by starving people. That's not a good life.
0: Well, I think it, it was maybe said on a, a Yang podcast with Joe Rogan, but I thought this was a very apt way to put it was if you live in a world where there's more shoes than people, Everybody should have a pair of shoes. I like to say
1: that a lot. You may have yeah. got that from me. <laughs> yeah, I may have gotten it from you. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's, it's the fact that, like, I mean, I don't know about this year. This year, there that might actually be a dip in that that uh, statistic. But up until this year, um, due to advances in technology and automated um, manufacturing methods, um, good the The rate of goods that are being produced increases every year exponentially mm. because we're creating new ways to create these goods, new ways to like, I mean, people say like, Oh yeah, you automate the jobs away, but somebody has got to fix the robots. I mean, maybe yeah, only so, for so long until they build a robot that can fix mm. the robots. Like that's, that's not impossible, especially if, if everything is very precise, a, a robot can do that. There's no robots can already like, correct themselves. If you drop kick them, you know, <laughs> like, mm. so it's like they can, they can turn a screwdriver. Like you, we, well,
0: what, if you've seen those videos at the rate of like just over the past eight years, it's like a video from each year they compiled together Oh yeah, of the Boston dynamics robots. That's, yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah. about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, so like to me, the, the whole idea that like, we're not going to go to full on. I mean, I think this year proved that we need some kind of automated infrastructure to, to keep things mm. going when, that way, if we need to do a shutdown, we can like the problem is that we weren't ready for this. Like we, we just completely weren't ready and it, you know, but like people want to blame the shutdown and not the, uh, not the virus itself for like the economic situation. And I just don't see that as feasible because you have to have people to have an economy. You can't, you can't just have you the, the economy doesn't exist in a vacuum. It requires human beings interacting for there to be an economy. So, to, to say that, like, well, the shutdown stifled the economy. Yeah, but if we had just let things go crazy and let the virus run its course, who knows what that would have ultimately done to the economy? Yeah. Like, we have, it, it's, we, 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 what we do is we say, like, we're going to go through some temporary hardship to fix the fucking problem. The, what we're dealing with now is that no one wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. I mean, like, I know I'm jumping around on topics. I'm a little drunk. <laughs> and, uh, no, nah,
0: it's fine. The, uh, I think COVID just showed, like we ran into COVID, like it was unexpected and we weren't prepared for it. And I think it just highlighted and it's really shown people like, oh, that wouldn't have been a problem. That's why people want universal medical care. Yeah. That wouldn't be a problem. When you get into an issue of where people are getting laid off, but then their health insurance is tied to their job, and but they're getting laid off because there's a virus that they're going to need that health insurance for. I feel like that opened a lot of people's eyes oh, yeah. to the problem, problem therein of that system. Of well, if this happens again, well, um, and I get laid off from my job, and then I don't have health insurance, but I'm going to need health insurance if I get this virus. Fuck. Yeah. You know. So it's highlighted that it's highlighted the needs for like, not the needs, but like the issues with an economy and dealing with automation and stuff like that is like, well, clearly we're going to go automation, but there that generates other avenues like zoom, who would have thought being like an administrator or whatever of zoom calls was going to be a job.
1: I'm as fierce of an individualist as anybody, but like, now that I think we, you know, the fact is, you know, people want to blame China for coronavirus. Maybe it is China's fault. I honestly don't know enough about that to, to comment on it. But the, what that highlights is the fact that we no longer are isolated. We live, it's a global uh, community now. Like the, you know, the internet has really opened things up, but like, you know, we've always had people come and go and we tr- trade has always occurred. So like the idea that we, that, that you can be an individualist in this world, in this day and age needs an, you know, you need an upgrade, man. Like you can't just, you can't be living a cabin out in the woods and and thrive anymore. Like, I mean, you can, but you're not going to get a lot of the same creature comforts. You're not going to, you know, I got a buddy, I'm not going to call him out, but he likes to point out how, like, you know, when I talk about like UBI, he's like, that's too much money. Uh, my wife's, you know, parents live on less than that for their whole household because they make do. I'm like, yeah, but like, look at the world you live in. Like people, want their creature comforts. people mm-hmm. want netflix and they want and like you you know you can't if you don't give them that they're going to get bored they're going to go do crimes and shit like i mean that's that's i mean that's when i got into most of my trouble was when i didn't have you know D and stuff to, to keep mm-hmm. me to keep me calm so i think that like you know this idea that you have to resist any kind of global infrastructure any kind of overarching infrastructure is an outdated concept you can't you can't we can't move forward as a species and still thrive without building some kind of greater infrastructure so this idea that it's a means of control to a degree yes it is Mm -hmm. i mean there's no there's no denying that it is but like what are they really controlling like people always talk about you know back going into my early alex jones days i that same friend who introduced me to him is who introduced me to the whole like bread and circus philosophy like keep the people fed keep them entertained and they won't notice while you take their rights away Mm. and that was like oh shit if you look at what's going on you know there's cheap mcdonald's and expensive salads and then football on you know several nights a week holy shit that's what's happening buffalo wild wings is that in practice you know and and uh Now that I'm older and I look at it, you know, I honestly like keep me fed and entertained. And I, yeah, I'm not going to go start a revolution. Yeah. That's true. No, I'd
0: never heard that before. But now that you mention it, like,
1: you know, I enjoy a nice
0: Big Mac now and again, just as much as the next guy. But if you ever see these people, that's like a regular at McDonald's. They don't look like they're splitting any atoms. No. No, it's like, like,
1: well, I mean, I think, and I think that like, I mean, it goes to like the, to a degree, like, you know, you are what you put into your body, mm-hmm. you know, I'm slurring my speech a lot cause I drink, you know, it's just a mm-hmm. thing. But also like if you eat junk food all the time, then you're not providing your body with the right nutrients. Mm-hmm. So the things like your, your brain is not going to work at the capacity that it normally could. And if you've got, also, I mean, any muscle that you don't exercise is going to go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know, so, I know the brain's not a muscle, but still like if you don't make a habit out of thinking and that goes back to again the QAnon type people or the confirmation bias people who uh, they get one source of information and they're fine with it because they're not used to digging for information mm-hmm. they don't they couldn't be bothered to do that because it's so easy to just accept the thing you agree with and you've read it you know it now and move on because fuck it football's on you know mm-hmm. I'm not knocking football. I'm just saying, like, everybody needs a, a release. Everybody needs an escape from, especially now in this horrid, like, like I, I'm, I've been a shit talker of people gathering and doing public events, but, like, televised events like football or even pro wrestling, I think have been one of the most things to help preserve the sanity of, of this world right now, more than anything. Like, I think that wrestling, I think, is actually done, even though, like, it. To a degree, they've kind of you know got some flack because they've promoted like still doing things during this. The fact that wrestling never stopped, yeah, it was on every. It week. never stopped at it all. Never stopped. Damn, they just stopped having people in the in the 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 stadiums. And yeah, then they then then they moved all the operations to their own like private little places where they would do it. They'd have other wrestlers who were in the bubble. Like in the, in the, you know, stands and stuff or like, or crowd in the ring and clapping and stuff and like, you know, or like up and comers or staffers or things like that. Maybe family would get to come. Um, so it was very low, low, you know, low population type of thing. Um, but they never stopped. Huh? Mm-hmm. Now WWE has this thing called the Thunderdome where it's rows of individual screens of people who are like web in. And then they, they, they they phone in fake applause and booze and stuff, but it, it kind of works and yeah, it's dystopian. But I mean, I think it's, I think it's the best solution to that problem I've seen, like mm-hmm. better than I've seen any of the, like the, I've watched some football. Um, I've, I, I was, you know, when it's the silence is fine. Cause I mean, I've seen like, you know, practice games before and it's kind of funny to hear everybody cuss. I, I'm I, you know, so I, I, I don't mind the silence. Uh, the ones where you hear the crowd and there's obviously not one there. There's some games who, that have been like that. That is too uncanny valley for me. I, I- wonder if it's <laughs> coming through the speakers
0: in the stadium as well. Oh God. Because I, to
1: me, I mean,
0: I'm not a big sports guy, but I imagine playing a big stadium game or something like that is akin to like what you were mentioning before about performing. Is like if you're an athlete, And you're like, Oh no, that's your shit. And like throwing that ball or like catching it. And then like, nobody thought you were going to catch it. And you do, I don't know, but it's hard for me to empathize and put myself in the shoes of a, a top tier athlete that would be playing in an empty stadium and giving a fuck about
1: it. I mean, if you're paying me that much money, I'll do whatever the fuck. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll get out there. I'll again. run
0: and throw the ball, but I'm going to tell you, I'm probably not going to run hundred percent. I'm going to run about 90, you know, close to it. And, and I'm that good where it's like, yeah, I can sling out 90% and they won't tell the difference, but it's hard for me to imagine being an athlete of that tier, having the crowd yanked from you. And you're just showing up to a day job at that point. The only difference is uh, I'm throwing a ball around in the office, yeah, and it's like it's no different than a scrimmage match.
1: Well, I think I think part of the motivation is still financial because uh, they're they are um, for sure, yeah, they are still trying to win because if the more win, the more big plays they get, the more they get paid. So I think there's, I think there's, um, I I don't. is there, I, I, th- I always thought there was like a bonus system. I think, I know there was like in baseball where I like have no certain,
0: idea about any of that. Where if,
1: like, any for every touchdown you get, you get extra on your check. Mm-hmm. I, there may be something like that. I may be wrong. Um, I'm, I'm not a sports guy. I am a, a vicar. I am a party guy. And whenever my friends watch sports, they throw parties. So I go over and, and eat their snacks and drink their beer and yo uh, root for the team they're rooting for because that, you know, makes everything happy. But I, I have no loyalties. <laughs> I am. A, my vote can be bought in, in as far as sports go. But yeah, I, uh, but it's just, it's just the fact that it's still going. I think, I actually do think it's a good thing for people. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, it gives somebody, it gives people a release. Yeah. yeah. That they otherwise wouldn't have. Because, um, like, I mean, Zoom comedy, it doesn't work. I've watched it. It, it you know, I've got, I don't want to say God bless, but like, you know, bless the people try, who tried. I wasn't one of those people cuz I you know I'm mm-hmm. smart I know.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I watched Brian try it and it was it was uh you know it's what you think it would be. It's like you you're doing it mostly for just the other comics who are on the show mm-hmm. and then a few of their friends. But like you're not getting applause back. You're just speaking into your webcam. You're just running through your jokes and your timing is off and it's all it's awkward and weird. I mean I hope that by now, and I haven't watched any lately, but I hope that by now, like people have adapted and, and starting mm-hmm. to use the for use the format a little better, and go like, okay, so working off of crowd, you know, like hype that is normal for stand up isn't going to apply here. So maybe we can do something else to make because I mean, like if you watch YouTube, there's funny people on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it's not impossible to be funny in that scenario, but it's you just it's just a new skill set you have to learn, but. I've gone way off course. Yeah, let's uh, (laughs) –
0: speaking of wrestling and sports now, um, yeah, let's talk about these town hall debates. That was – so in lieu of in-person debates, which Trump declined because he didn't want to risk having a mute button on a virtual situation, uh, he declined it. So both candidates held separate town hall-style debates. At the same time on separate
1: channels. Well, it was, to be fair, it was Biden first who said, well, if we're not going to debate, I'm going to do a town hall. Mm. And then Trump was like, well, he's going to do a town hall. I'm going to do a town hall. And so, like, Biden, you know, scheduled his first, and then Trump is going, let's do it at the same time. So it became a ratings Uh, battle. Guess who won? Who won? Biden won. Yeah. Not by much, but by about a million viewers. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like, it seems like, oh, that's a lot. And it is a lot. But it was also like he was like he had like fourteen million and Trump had like thirteen million. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's like the million isn't like a big deal really because they had up close to the same amount. But
0: one well, to be honest, a town hall debate's not telling you much. The questions are screened before people ask, and then on top of that, like I don't know, I feel like Biden he was softballed questions pretty hard. Like he wasn't asked anything that was like super difficult of him. And yeah, then Trump. No. Trump overall like
1: he got jumped yeah yeah he was kind of assaulted in a back alley <laughs> like who's that lady Savannah I don't know I didn't watch that one because I didn't want to give them the ratings so I, and I like I've watched some of the the highlights but like it seemed like it was something that like it you could it was hard to get good coverage on it I couldn't like without going to like a major channel I didn't really which I don't really like to do because I've, I've I'm starting to get like just because I guess of all the left wing stuff I'm watching now, like MSNBC clips are coming up in my YouTube feed a lot now. So I click on those, but it's like now that's only feeding the algorithm more. So like, like I watch uh, this dude named Kyle Kalinsky and, and and this other dude named David Pakman, and they're just guys who do YouTube news on their own. I guess they may they might have some journalistic uh, integrity. I don't I don't know or in credentials. I mean, and I I don't know really what their past is. They've both been on Rogan. That's, mm-hmm. that's as much as I know. And they're very left wing, <laughs> yeah. like to the point where it's like, where they're, I mean, it's like they're doing videos on news stories just to complain about the same thing everybody else is talking about. I kind of don't like it, but I kind of watch it anyway. Cause sometimes like, Oh, I haven't heard anyone talk about this yet. So let's hear, let's yeah. at least get a take on it. Yeah.
0: Well, the same way we would, uh, you know, get on here and rant about game of Thrones after the right, right. episode go on.
1: I mean, I'm not, I'm not pretending like I'm any better. That's essentially, we're doing the same yeah. thing, but at least we we're bouncing off of each other. We have, I like, it'd be one thing if like, I was just set up in my bedroom, like, here's the news tonight. Trump's a dick again. Turns out, you know, I don't know that that would be entertaining, but you've got that on the right too, with guys like Tim pool. I had to, he's one of the guys I used to follow. I had to stop because man, it's so incessant. A, he's a twerpy dude. Anyway, he's a, he's I don't want to say he's a Ben Shapiro type, but I feel like him and Ben Shapiro would have been enemies in the math club. They would have both been in the same math. Dude, club. I
0: cannot stand Ben Shapiro. Like, well, he's, he's a twerp. He's like a guy. He's that... a twerp. I'm going to pee real quick. So let's pause it. All right. Yeah. Fucking Ben Shapiro is a twerp, dude. Yeah. I, I can't stand that. I, for a brief moment when I first discovered that guy, I didn't mind him. And I was like, okay, this is, uh, He's making some points.
1: He he is a very intelligent person. But uh but the more I <laughs> dug into him
0: and learned about him and experienced some of his content, I was like, man, this guy is just a twerp. Like, my
1: my favorite thing about Ben Shapiro is that he's very he's very intelligent. He he is a very smart no one can take that away from the guy. But he's also religious, which is gonna bias his his take on 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 data. Um, he's only he's only going to accept a certain set of data and he's not going to accept another set. Uh, the other thing is he, th- he he tries to be a legit, like his, his website is doing pretty well. It's like the Daily Wire, I think. And, it, you know, it, it looks slick and professional. It looks like a real news kind of YouTube site thing. <laughs> but then he also did Star Wars reviews. <laughs> <laughs> on like as an episode of his show, like today I'm gonna review the Last Jedi, and I've gotta say it is a disappointment. And I, I I'm not gonna uh, probably for <laughs> different reasons, but I probably agree with his take on this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he uh yeah he just
0: he rubs me the wrong way, man. And what's funny to me at least, and or in my experience, it just seems like what I notice is that some of these people, these QAnon people. They were on the Ben Shapiro train and then that was just an expressway into the QAnon world.
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's how it happens is you, you know, it's it's called red pilling. It's yeah. It's like, you know, it's and that's the kind of the analogy, the reason why they make the analogy, it's the matrix where, you know, you saw the world one way and then you took the red pill and you could never go back, you know, that kind of thing. Except that it's just um I don't want to use that word. I was gonna say a bad R-word, and I'm not gonna say it, but it's very mm. It's very not okay. It's a very not okay way to uh, interpret data. You have to like actually do – like here's my thing. Again, I've said this before. You can be an idiot and that's fine. You can ignore the news and, and live your life the way you want to live your life and I'm not going to complain about that. But don't do that and then be, try to be outspoken and be like, I care about the issue. Because you don't care about the issues because you don't yeah. read. If you would read and you would look at stuff and like examine all points of view and all the that's – the, that's the main thing. It's like it's not hard if you just look at everything. But if you only look at some of the stuff, you're going to get a really warped perspective.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's – the problem is that the people who only look at some of the stuff are screaming real loud and making a bad name for some people. Some of the things that they're right about, like QAnon is really against, you know, pedophilia. And like Trump said, I'm, I'm, I'm against pedophilia. No one's going to come out and say, I I think we should actually let some of the pedophilia. No one's going to say that. Even if you are a pedophile, you're going to be like, yeah, fuck the pedophiles. Right. You know? So I think that like, you know, but then you, the fact that you have the messenger being this fucking QAnon who's, also saying that it's a democratic sex cult of lizard vampire people, you know, whatever the fuck they're saying, it it makes that seem like, well, am I on the side of the pedophile? (laughs) Like, you know, so it's, it, you have to like, just realize that like, man, shut the fuck up QAnon. Like, you don't matter. You're never going to matter. Well, I mean, the fact that we have a a president that retweets them kind of matters, but
0: what's the real downside of QAnon? Because, um, and I'm only asking this to be devil's advocate here because the way I see it is if they, okay, so yeah, con, they look at President Trump as a messianic sort of figure. That's a little disturbing. Pro, they're anti-pedophiles. Yeah. Which I'm pretty anti-pedophile myself. Let them spin their wheels and uh, hate on pedophiles. Who gives a shit if it's because they think it's because demons are stealing souls or whatever?
1: Here's my take, and this is also kind of my take on like Antifa and and, and any of the, you know, non organized, organized groups out there running around with a title. Um, And it's that, like, you know, because I agree with Antifa on a lot of things. Um, So, like, where they're the the fact that they want to go out and fight the fascists, hey, yeah, please, uh, by all means, go fight the fascists. But because you fought the fascists, or because QAnon fought the pedophiles, doesn't mean that you get to pick the next leader. Mm. <laughs> I, I think that's the where we have to draw the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you did this cool thing is great, doesn't mean you get to pick the next leader. Yeah, because that's what we that's that's how dictatorships mm-hmm. happen. Like uh, every dictator is a people's person. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm fighting for the people, and then he becomes a dictator. And he's like, One that's like. I 100%
0: agree with you, and that's what's kind of creeped me out in the past couple years of seeing this sort of Trump club come up, is he's got a couple little factions under him that are what leads to dictatorships, and he's got a couple little of those, and on top of that, we just have several more, it seems like, than we had several years ago of these little factions that could lead to some sort of dictatorship problem, and that that's honestly what oh. disturbs
1: me the most this week he was ca- at some of his rallies he was casually talking about just locking up all of his political rivals yeah if that's not a fascist dictator I, I i i can't tell you what one is i'll tell you this like everyone he wants to say ah biden's bought out by the extreme left which a is hilarious and not true at all uh he is the extreme left is not happy about Biden. Mm-hmm. They uh a lot of them aren't voting for him. Some of them are cuz they're they're smart and they go, "Okay, we got to do this." But a lot of them are like, "No." And so the idea that he's coddling the extreme left is, is silly. He's just a democrat. He's just on mm-hmm. the left kind of. As far people argue that too. They say, "Actually, he's more right because of the Look, he's on the American left. Let's just call it that. Let's just say the American left. And when I say the left, I live in America. I'm talking about American politics. I mean that. So let's, before anybody gets at me in the comments, I understand where the line is. I can't remember what it's called. There's like a, somebody's name line where they're like, no, the, the, this scale where actually, if you look at the whole world, even our left is pretty right, which mm-hmm. is valid, but I'm just talking about our politics. So I'm just going to get that out there. Biden is on the left. That does not mean he is an extreme left. Like, like, mm-hmm. But that's the narrative that's getting pushed now. But I, you know, he, the fact that Trump is saying jail—you know—he's talking about jailing the the governor that the friggin that those terrorist dudes tried to you know assassinate, and then he's saying jail them all, jail the Bidens. Jail, he's like, what are you doing? I, I don't mean. I think I th- I hope more people are wising up to that. I worry about the people who are left over after he loses. Mm-hmm. I I mean I think we've discussed that before. I think that's kind of going to be an ugly situation we're going to have to deal with and it's not going to be a nice nice way we deal with it.
0: What what scares me about that is those people so let's say Trump loses all these rampant sort of the people that would put together a plot to kidnap a governor, right? Those sorts of people, it's just going to drive those people underground, I feel. Underground long enough for another Trump Style president to come along. I mean, the genie's out of that bag.
1: Yeah, uh I saw somebody on the like the kind of more of the libertarian leaning folk uh, on Twitter say that like if Biden wins, then the next election will be Trump times two. And I'm like, you're probably not wrong, but like, mm-hmm. is that is that still does that mean we should just let Trump win? What do you think is going to happen if Trump wins? Yeah, like so it's better that we just have Trump from now on. Like, no, fuck that. Like that's such a horrible reason to not vote. For for fucking against Trump. And I'm not going to say for Biden. I'm going to say against Trump. Cause that's, let's be honest. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like Biden either. I'm not pretending like I do. I, I think he's, I think he, he'll be a nice breath of fresh air, but I don't, I don't like him. He's not my first pick by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, the, the idea that, that, oh, it's going to be worse under him somehow. Like, no, it's not. Or like the end result will be worse. Like, You could say that, but that's, you know, four years away. I'm not going to say eight because I don't think Biden's going to be a president Mm -hmm. for eight years, but maybe because if Trump's in for for four and then we get another president that's in for four, maybe this will start a new trend where presidents are only in for four and then we switch them out frequently. I like that. That's yeah. I don't mind that. I think that the less time a person has power, the better. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just my libertarian speaking because I don't, you know. You can't trust absolute power corrupts absolutely. You can't trust people um, to to just have goodwill forever. Ultimately, they're going to try to gain from it, and I think that it, the less opportunity they have for that, the better. Mm-hmm. That's why I think we should, you know, limit the Supreme Supreme Court. It shouldn't be a lifetime thing. The fact that people aren't voting for the president, they're voting for the Supreme Court is fucked up. It should be mm-hmm. a presidential election. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the president can just anoint people lifetime positions is also fucked up. It needs to be reviewed. But you can't do that because you'd you'd have to do it at a time where it wasn't, you know, a pressing issue. Let's pick the next justice and mm-hmm. then fix it. Because...
0: Well, it's also antiquated in the way of like when these laws about like,
1: eh, we've, we'll have people vote
0: on representatives that will then select. And if they vote on a representative that represents them and that representative can pick this yeah. person. I get it, but there was far less people in the United States back then. Right. And then the internet also right. didn't exist. Yeah. There was
1: information was less yeah. widespread. So it made, uh, the idea of a Republic made a lot more sense back then. Now we have the internet. Now mm-hmm. the internet has changed. I mean, fundamentally everything we know about what it means to be a human being. I think mm-hmm. I've gone on at length about that before. I don't know if it's on this show or on brew chat, but Uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to go back and listen to everything I've ever done, I'm sure I've gone into a big, long internet rant because I've got one. (laughs) And it's, it's basically, I mean, my opinion is it's fundamentally changed, uh, you know, everything. And we're in the the infancy of what that actually means. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that like, you know, the fact that like, you know, we have, we're, we're, we're talking about like, man, the kids that are born now uh, will always have known like smartphones and high speed internet, And like, that's nothing. Wait till it's just an an ingrained part of society. Wait until it's, we've had internet for a hundred years. What do you think society is going to look like? I bet, I bet there will be laws about what you can and can't say online. I bet there will be more restrictions. I bet there'll be more because because I mean, like as much as I love freedom and I love, and I, and I do think um, a free and open line of communication and internet is important and I don't want to see it get bogged down with regulations I think that we are a horrible species, and we can't have a good thing. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. There, someone's going to ruin it, and it's going to get it's going to get, you know, regulated. As is what I think is going to happen.
0: Well, I mean, that's already slowly happening. The loading bar on that has already started ticking.
1: Well, I mean, like, look th- this this is the best example of that. You know, back in the day, you wanted to watch a movie online, you get on your torrent, you download it. Now it's easier. Then to go out of your way to find a program that can download it, and then another program that can play the file, just pay like ten bucks a month, and you've got Netflix. Mm -hmm. You know, five bucks more, you've got Hulu. You know, like it's like it's easy. Like like I don't, I haven't downloaded an MP3 in probably ten years. You know, because I've had Spotify.
0: Spotify successfully got me to stop pirating
1: music. Yeah, it's it's because it's easier just to keep Mm. a Spotify account than it is to go out and. Like the fact that they've just got pretty much everything. Anytime I want to listen to something, I just search it. It's there. I don't have to download it. I don't have Mm -hmm. to, I don't have to think about wanting to listen to it. They'll even curate playlists for me and go, Hey, here's a bunch of stuff you haven't listened to in a while. Maybe you want to remember it. Thanks Spotify. I did want to remember that, you know? So it's, you know, they've, they've, you know, the free market has fixed that problem, but, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I mean, if if you want to call that fixing it, based on some people's point of view. But my my it was, you know, my point is is that you know, innovation will ultimately prevail. Like you'll you'll all this will become streamlined, it'll become a thing that like people will laugh at how crazy our generation hmm. is going because of this new sudden wave of information that we don't know how to process. What actually
0: I didn't plan on talking about this, but since you bring it up, what do you think about um like Silicon Valley, like there's a ton of money and slowly becoming a ton of power there as it turns out with things like Facebook, being able, Facebook, Twitter, like the president uses Twitter as his main sort of
1: yeah, it's relay po- it's of information.
0: It's a town square. And then Facebook can choose what to censor and what not to censor. And then it's recently come out that Twitter's been censoring this Hunter Biden story yep. of, uh, Uh, basically it shows that he was asking for favors is what I gathered from it is like VSM emails. I didn't look into it super hard, but
1: I've seen some different takes. I've seen, obviously the right wing take is, oh, this is proof of bat stuff. And then the left wing take is, oh, so Joe Biden is a good dad. It's basically like the,
0: the, the, yeah. And either way, that's not the story I'm talking about story I'm talking about is the fact that regardless of what that story is, it's a story and Twitter has been pulling it down.
1: They did post a thing about why, and and they explained why. But I think that they ultimately decided that it was wrong to do, and their their re- basically based on what our policy was. They said they don't reveal hacked information. Yeah, yeah. And they said yeah, based on the, that policy, they they considered it against their terms of service, mm-hmm. and so they took it down. Because of that, they are changing their terms of service. Yeah. So that that way, it's like okay, if it is like an actual news event that needs mm-hmm. to come out, then we'll that is an obvious exception to that rule. So when Twitter's a
0: weird what well, I I just think it's weird as fuck in general that there are internet companies and something like Twitter that when it first came out, it like I was on there when it first came out and it was like, oh going to get a pizza. Yeah. You know, and now it's this platform for every everybody to put every little waking, like incredible what they think is an incredible thought on there. And It's just bizarre to me that they've put themselves in a position that has gotten so popular that they're dealing with like First Amendment sort of issues of like things big news companies would be dealing with. Like, do we run this? Like, can we post this? Like, are we held liable for this? Or, you know, I don't know. That's amazing to me. And it's just as big as tech's getting in Silicon Valley with stuff like that. There's, I mean, just look at Jeff Bezos. He's got his oh, thumbs yeah. in a lot of government well, pies.
1: The the most fucked up thing is, you know who you know how you know who uses Twitter. Three percent of the population, mm. but people will use that's tw- true. Yes, damn. And people will use Twitter as their litmus test for what people want. <laughs> you know, that's a really yeah. small sample size. So it's like, like you see it a lot in uh, tabletop gaming where the because twitter and at least my twitter and i know there is the other side because i have interacted with them but my twitter leans very far left like mm. very far left and that side of the gaming community is is mostly the newer gamers that are coming in and um, they very much want like includes in- inclusivity they want like They'd, like there, there was a big thing about removing like the negative racial traits from certain races that you pick, which when you say races in D&D, you don't mean like black or white or stuff because those are all humans and there's different ethnicities of human and they don't have any ch- – because they're all humans, they're all equal – But if you're like an orc, you've got different, you know, stats. And like if you're a gnome, you've got different. So they've gone and like some of them have negative bumps to some. Like if you pick if you pick an orc, you're going to have a minus two to your intelligence Mm. because you think of a brutish orc. Well, people are saying that's actually reflective of orcs were originally made that way as a stereotype of certain ethnicities. And so that's actually insensitive. And so if you're why can't there be a smart orc? Sure, most orcs might be less less intelligent, but you, the one that the person is playing as a character is going to be the hero exception to this. Why can't they be smart? Sure, I, you know it's all fake fantasy stuff. I don't care that much. I'm not, but I'm just saying like that's been the big push lately in that community, and then those kinds of issues have been a repeated source of of, of uh, conversation. So why is that an issue? Because it's fantasy. People- if you want to have a smart orc, have a smart orc. But most people, like there's always a backlash. People always wonder why the backlash is. It's because most people didn't see a problem and don't care. Mm. But a small subset of people on Twitter, again, a a, a fraction of less than three percent of the population. Yeah. So not because not all of Twitter cares about DD. Yeah. So a fraction of a fraction of a, mm. a fraction of people made a big fuss on one social networking platform. And because they want to be smart. They they want to seem as forward. They look at that as their litmus test, and change their whole
2: mm-hmm. company
1: structure to match that. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that like, hey, let's get rid of the r- racial insensitivity that you know came about due to some kind of backwards thinking when this was developed. Sure, that's fine, but you're doing it based off of the the whims of a like a you know, relative handful of people. And that's kind of where, like... But you're not only seeing that... That's just the example I have from gaming, but that's how I'm noticing the more I'm yeah. on Twitter, that's how kind of things go. Like people-
0: well, and if Twitter is 3% of people and people are looking at whatever little subsect of people on Twitter and the fact that pre- the president uses Twitter, it makes Twitter seem like a way bigger... Right. ...sample size of the community than it actually
1: well, is. Well, all of the media is tapped into Twitter. Yeah. So that when something happens on Twitter, they then broadcast it out mm-hmm. to everybody else. So most people, if 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 the media didn't cover Twitter, the president could be on Twitter all day and most people wouldn't know. Yeah. Like the it's it's the fact that the media goes, Did you see what the president said today? You know, that's what's amplifying it and making it so powerful. Um I mean he is the president. So I'm the anytime the president does anything public, it should be covered by the media. I'm not I'm not saying that that's the thing. I'm just saying a lot of people put a lot more stock into social media than it really deserves because again, it's a fraction of, of the populace. It's not. And when I say 3%, that may be the world that Mm -hmm. may not be America. It may be a higher percentage of Americans. I doubt it's, it's much higher though. I mean,
0: when I feel like there's a big push of people, our generation, well, like you're a little older than me, but still like kind of in the same generation. We got off Facebook. Yeah. We're done with that shit. If I didn't have to promote shit for the podcast and my photography stuff, I wouldn't be on Instagram. I hate the shit. I think it's toxic and I think it contributes to poor mental health. And it makes me think that there's got to be, I mean, we're not the only ones that have done that and be like, no, nope, let's fucking get rid of this trash fire. I feel like more and more I hear people ditching it, but then you've got the old people still on there. Where are the young kids going? Cause they're the ones that are choosing what's going to be the Facebook in 20 years.
1: Most of them I think have seen what a, tr- uh, uh, I, and this is just a guess cause I don't, I don't, I don't really like talk to a lot of younger people. anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think a lot of them are probably have seen the trash fire that yeah. Facebook and Twitter are. I think a lot of them are probably on Instagram because Instagram is mostly safe. It's mostly mm-hmm. inane uh, kind of like the, I'm getting a pizza. Like instead it's like, I made a pizza, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. the same thing It's mo- at least most of what mine is. And, uh, I think that, uh, uh, you know, so probably there, I know a lot of young people are on TikTok, but that's more still, you're making like entertainment content than you're making, mm-hmm. like, like you don't use it as your platform for posting. Like, like you would like today. I went, some people do and it's weird. I, I do like watching this, but, you know, but, but uh, I, uh, I think maybe a lot of them don't care and, and aren't doing, aren't.
0: So you're saying in the same way that like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something.
1: Well, they see it as grandpa's thing. like they Yeah, it's
0: like something your parents did. Right. And that you just definitely don't well, ever ne- do that. I never got because.
1: into CB radio, but that was a popular yeah. hobby when my dad was a kid, you know? <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I'm hoping that that's what the case is because that would mean that we've got a generation of kids that have realized and are smart enough to be like no nope, we're not going to put
1: everything on social media fuck that shit we're just going to live our lives i have a lot of of hope for gen z cuz i think millennials got stuck in the promise you know like the cuz we 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 were still being promised a lot of things and gen mm-hmm. z were born when the promise was like pretty much like yeah no it's it's going to it's a hard knock life kids mm-hmm. like there's no, there's no guarantees you're going to have to work and scrape and earn earn your way. And I think that's that's going to instill in a lot of them. I mean, you're going to see some fall to the wayside because, you know, you can't – there's never going to be a perfect fix overnight. So you're always going to have, like, hangovers. But I think millennials were failed by the, the, the boomers. And I think the Zoomers are going to learn from our mistakes. I hope yeah. – It seems like it's going that way. Like, I'm seeing a lot of – Uh, A lot, a lot of promise out of that generation. Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely a lot more smarter thinking. I mean, I do know, I mean, you're you're always going to have some, you know, backwards people It doesn't matter when they were born. Um, But I, I, you know, as as much as, you know, I just kind of railed against, you know, I didn't rail against, but that, you know, talked about the equality issues in D&D and why, you know, why that's a why that's an issue and it seems like I'm talking against that. Again, I, I I do think that's ultimately a good thing. I think those are steps in the right direction. And I think that uh that the Zoomers that to them that's just a, a no-brainer. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of where the hope comes from. Whereas I as an adult am learning a lot of these things. And like I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, I've been a shithead. You know, whereas like they're grew up like, no, that's obviously stupid. Why would you think that? You know? No, it's interesting to
0: me to hear like I'm curious to see what the like 10 year olds that are 10 year old old today, like where their things are going to lie once they're old oh, enough yeah. to vote. And what's are having like legitimate kids with like spouses and shit and like working jobs and whatnot, just because I spoke to a 10 year old and I don't know how I came to, he brought it up. It was some, like one of his relatives had transitioned or something like that from male to female. And he brought it up and was just like, just very succinct about it at oh. 10 years old. Like it, it made perfect sense to him. He didn't have to question anything about it. It just, it is what it is.
1: Well, it, it was weird to me when I first heard about it because it wasn't a conversation that was had in my household because it wasn't something that we experienced, you know, it was something that was in the world, but it wasn't something that was, yeah. you were going to run into a lot because probably because a lot of people who felt that way didn't feel safe expressing mm-hmm. it is probably what the truth is. Um, and uh, you know, So like when I first heard of it, I'd already developed a strong sense of the way the world is. And now I'm having that shook, you know? So, so it was a little easier to reject that sort of like, no, that's backwards. That's wrong. You know, whereas really I just, you know, over time I had to learn like, no, the world's a big place and there's no, yeah, there's all kinds of possibilities, man. You're going to, you know, and and like let people be happy. You're, it's going to, you're going to have a way better time if, if people around you are happy. Than if they're assholes and they're pin up and they're mm. not getting to live. You know, as long as the way that you're living isn't hurting anyone else, I don't see, you know, I don't need to. I I don't trans people, you don't need my permission, but hey, yeah. I guess you yeah. have it. <laughs> it's all I'm saying. It's like that. I wish more people would just be cool. Uh, I, I'm sorry that they're not. That's kind of my take on that, that topic, really. I don't know. <laughs> have you voted yet you gonna are you gonna early vote or i think i am uh, i'm I'm, i want to see if it dies down i want to see if like the because i've seen pictures the lines are long um i want to see if maybe like everyone gets it out of their system early and Mm -hmm. then like next weekend maybe it's going to be a little little more reasonable because my experience voting is pop in and out and Mm -hmm. i don't i don't really want to spend a few hours yeah i'm gonna vote i'm not gonna like if I get there and there's a line, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to be like, well, shit, I'm going home and be like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to bitch on Twitter about it until I fucking finally voted. Is, is that what it's going to happen? Yeah. I just don't. I hope that's not how it goes. I mean, I thought about go, just going on election day because mm. I just heard a pop. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Heard a little bit of a pop.
1: I'm glad that wasn't just my inside my
0: head. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, early voting is open in Tennessee. Yeah. And I was going to try to go tomorrow or maybe Tuesday.
1: I've always gone on election day, and I've noticed, especially like lately in the past few elections, because especially like in 2016, it was very in out because I think the rush mm-hmm. was to get in early, and um, I, I I do see that. I, I think I'm I mean I also think that if you haven't already s- submitted for an absentee ballot, it's probably too late. But don't try. I I, the, I mean the 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 red wave or the red whatever they're calling it, uh, of the secret Trump people. That may be a thing. Um, the whole idea that he may stop trying to try to stop counting votes at a certain point, because he knows that as the mail-in votes get counted, makes me think that like, if you can, if you are a person, Is that a who,
0: thing he's trying to stop counting
1: votes. Uh, there's, he has been very, very foggy about what will happen if he loses the, the, the election. Because, he thinks that it should be counted all that day, that we should know who the mm-hmm. president is that day. And of course he says that because it's more likely that Democrats are voting in by mail, but he's doing everything he can mm-hmm. to cast doubt on the process. Yep. And that's scary. It's real scary. That's why I'm going to go vote in person and I'm going to wear a mask and I'm going to stay the, I'm going to like, yeah, I
0: knew he had been trying to like just see doubt and something and that's what you do. Like that's just a common business yeah, tactic. It's propaganda one oh one. Yeah, of just like, oh, like you go in somewhere and you immediately like it just on a, a simple level, like you got a friend, like, Ian, I'm gonna introduce you to our friend or this guy, Ted, I know. Or like he's there. I don't want you to like Ted. So I immediately from the get go, it's like, yeah, we gotta meet Ted tonight, and like, you know, and I just start talking shit about Ted to you. So when you meet him, For the first time. All that's in my head. Yeah, and that's a simple, that's all he's doing, and it's working on people of a little less intelligence, which sucks, because no matter what happens, if he loses, they're going to be like, well, this happened because it's rigged. And it's like, no, you fuckers can't have it rigged for Trump, but it works seamlessly when Hillary
1: Clinton right didn't get in. like right. you can't
0: have both But they of those. will they will yeah.
1: we, I mean we see that in the supreme court shit we're going through now like the the rules only apply when they benefit you and then when they don't benefit yep. you then it's a fucked up system that needs to be fixed and i'm not going to say the democrats don't do that some too but like right now the fact of how just brazen it is like it, like they the, it seems like they used to hide this shit a yeah, little Yeah they more. used to try to be a little coy and now it's just straight up like nope that's just the rules now and then fucking idiots. And I'm not going to mince my words here. Fucking idiots go. Yep. That's what, that's right. Because it's not about, it's not about doing what's best for anyone. It's not about helping anybody. And and again, I think both teams are guilty in some regards. Although I think right now you have more on, I, and I'm not, I'm not going to say that, that everyone on both teams is this way is the best way I know to put it. I think there's a lot of, but I think a lot of people just want their team to win and they don't give a fuck who gets yep. helped. They, they, They want their party in power because that means higher paying jobs, more, you know, you know, especially like with the president appointing, you know, very prestigious, you know, jobs to people that that if your party's in power, there's a higher chance that you're going to be one of those people that's picked. Yeah. And it's not like the whole point is like, you know, you're supposed to provide a public service. And the fact that like it's now like an industry that you like go to school for and work your way up. In. Yeah. Like and it's
0: like, a career and I'm not a fan of that.
1: And you feel like you're owed certain things yeah. because you've been in it so long. No, you're, you're a public servant serve motherfucker. That's it. That's all. Well, you're I feel do.
0: like that's what people forget a lot is it's like at the end of the day, what the presidential election is, is it is a job application process. And this motherfucker works for us. Right. And people forget that. And it's like, he's so, not our king. He's not our yeah. boss. You can't fire the American people. Like fuck that. We pay his fucking salary. And but yeah, to bring it back full circle, back to uh both sides are guilty of it, is I feel Nancy Pelosi yes. has been real guilty of it recently because this is a complicated thing and it goes back and forth, but the stimulus checks we need them. Like the rent forbearances or like the all that sort of stuff, foreclosure bars and all that. Those are starting to go up. People can't survive on a, I think Tennessee's maximum wage is $275. can not survive on 275 a week.
1: Yeah, no. It's- and
0: so it's like these are going up. And at first, it seemed like Trump was being kind of, he issued that executive order to be like, no, I get something out. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, is it would have been a huge win for him if he had gotten some stimulus shit work to get out. But I'm talking like if he had gotten it sorted out, like right at the beginning of September, right after it went up in August, if he got it sorted out in September, that would have been a huge win for him going into this election. But just like the coronavirus, he's fucked up everything as far as the stimulus goes. And at least there for a minute, I thought it was Trump fucking it up. But it's like, no, he hits the ball in a very strategic, like, fucked up little way. And then the Democrats hit it back. And I can't tell if they are, like, at best... Or I guess at worst, they're playing political bullshit games with American people's lives. Or I guess at best, they're trying to sneak through some other legislation that's further down the bill in tinier print that Trump doesn't agree with.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some of that. Uh, I think a lot of it is is also just that they want to be the one who gets the win. I think it's that, it's the, like, mm. I want my bill to be the one that wins because then that means that you didn't win. And um, you know, it, it, at this point, you're toying with fucking people's lives. It's not worth it. Let like my attitude is when Trump offered the 1.8 trillion dollar deal, that was a win for the Democrats mm-hmm. because none most Republicans didn't support that, and 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 but Trump was going to say like, you better you know, mm-hmm. if you want me to still support your campaign next time, you re, re- like you know, you better support this, and uh, so it that was the last chance I think we had at getting something through i saw i didn't read the article but i get i did get a blurb today that nancy pelosi has issued like a 48 hour um you know like we need to deal within 48 hours kind of thing i don't know what that means or whether that matters like okay uh, but it's like you could have just urged your people to take that deal and there'd be checks being you know they wouldn't be out to people yet but they'd be being cut as Mm -hmm. we speak You know, getting ready to mail out to people—that's that's that's the best way you can help people is put money in their hands. That's why I'm still, Mm -hmm. still love Andrew Yang. I still think he had the best idea, and I think that this whole situation has woken people up to that more than ever. Mm -hmm. I think people that want to resist Andrew Yang are people that want to hang. They're either like, because the thing about it is, is like, I think a lot of a lot of Bernie people still don't like Yang, and that's because he didn't fall lock and step with what bernie was saying but he agreed with them on a lot of major points and i think that a lot of people got so married to the idea of what bernie was saying that they were like unflinchingly mm. willing they were unwilling to budge at all on any of those issues well they want to burn the rich you well, know you, you've got i mean to me every i mean i know incrementalism is is a, a dirty word but You've got to do things incrementally. And Andrew Yang's ideas were pretty extreme in my opinion. And I think that they weren't, even though they didn't match up with Bernie, I think he had a lot of the same spirit. He is a man, is a guy who like constantly gives praise to Bernie and gives Bernie a lot of respect. I I think that like people that try to dog Andrew Yang get it wrong. But I think that the idea is that even if it wasn't the full 1,200, if they had done a recurring stimulus instead Mm -hmm. of just a one-time payment, I think Trump would be sitting in a whole because that would be his name every mm-hmm. every month. Someone would get a reminder that Trump set this thing because his name was on the check. So it's like it'd be a, every month. Here's something for me to you, and mm-hmm. like I think that would he would have a lot more support. We'd be seeing a different thing. Like even if it wasn't twelve, even if it was like five hundred bucks, but you were getting that was five hundred. You were getting every month. Like imagine that uh, until until this thing was over. You know, B- Bernie was out there saying uh, you know two thousand dollars until this is over. Which hey. Yeah. Give that to me. I'll take it. I'm not going to turn it down, but I maybe... I don't think it would take that. I think it would take mm-hmm. less than that because based on what we've gotten so far and the fact that these fucking assholes still want to bicker about it mm-hmm. and, and just to, just so that they don't... Nancy Pelosi doesn't want Trump to get this one last win, but I don't think that that would matter two weeks out from the election. Yeah, I don't think that... I think Trump could even fast track it. He could go like, I'm going to sign this. We're going to get checks out to people. We're going to Uh, restore unemployment we're going to do all these things and we're going to do it like tomorrow you're going to get like all of this like we're going to make sure that all this shit gets out by the end of the end of this week that's great he's still going to be in the same position he's in because a a lot of people have already voted and people had experienced the man for four years they know what they're getting with him you know in in 2016 who knows he was a wild card yeah Like I said, at the top, it's
0: like it really makes me wonder if all this corona shit didn't happen, where Trump would be sitting right now in the election. Because I I think it woke a bunch of people up to his bullshit. And it's like, so in that way, maybe coronavirus was
1: highly necessary in that way. I mean, some kind of national emergency to prove that he was as incompetent, as everyone said, I think. And coronavirus just happened to be that. Yeah. Where it was like... All right, let's see, let's see you manage us when we need you the most. And he just he just couldn't do it.
0: And trying to imagine it not being a virus, but being like a 9-11 situation. Like, good God.
1: Well, I mean it's definitely gonna be one of those things that's talked about for mm-hmm. years, years and years to come. Imagine like, okay, so like think about this. And I was thinking about this earlier. This is a little bit of a side train. Um, imagine what high school kids, like 20 years from now, what how they're gonna study. What, yeah the Trump presidency was like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, cause as, as divided as things are, is that going to vary state to state? Like if you go to school in Alabama, you're going to hear about how he was a great hero who saved this country. But if you go to school in New York, you're going to hear about how he was, mm-hmm. the, you know, Hitler 2.0. Like, I don't know. Like it's, it's weird. Uh, are they going to, I like, I mean, like knowing like the, the version of history that I got in my history books it and knowing like as much as I know now, it was very watered down mm-hmm. And so how are they going to water that down? (laughs) Dude, I feel, I mean, I know I went
0: to history class and I was in like, you know, classes that taught me history through middle, elementary, middle, high school, college, but I don't feel it was taught to me in a proper way because it was English. It it didn't
1: fucking stick. It was reading comprehension. It was read the, read the paragraph, answer the questions when you take the test memorize the answers to the questions and then move on to the next. Yeah. It it
0: just didn't stick until I got older and was able to like do my own research and it it was into shit.
1: It was more of an English class. Like most like science was the same way. Like other than chemistry, chemistry actually had us in like a lab and doing Mm -hmm. stuff with, with science. Most of the classes I took in, I mean, maybe this is just the state of what Hamilton County education system was like when I was in high school, but most of like history, science, they were English. You just read a paragraph and answered questions about it. Yeah, that, pretty much. That's, that's the whole class. Yeah. Um, so it's it, all it is is reading comprehension, which is training your English skills. It's not mm-hmm. It's not drilling history. Unless you really give a shit and you're like, oh, this is fascinating. And then you're going to soak it in because of the confirmation mm-hmm. bias. But yeah. to bring that back around full <laughs> Yeah. Well, on that note, I'm going to wrap us up, man. Yeah, that sounds
0: good. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said at the top of the episode, get on down to Riverside Wine Spirits right there on Manufacturers Road. And then my photo show is on November 14th, I believe at like seven o'clock down at Barley Tap Room right there on MLK. And then you can also find my work at Merchants on Main over there on Main Street across from PAX Brew Room. And then I'm doing a virtual Oktoberfest next week with the Houston Museum on October 22nd at 7 p.m. And this has been episode seven of In Chaos We Trust. We'll see you guys next time.